This is a very special edition of the Brian Dower Music Lounge coming to you from Austin, Texas for the prestige South by Southwest Festival. I'm here this week with my good friend and great singer-songwriter Keith Moody out of Nashville. We will be playing at the Key Bar this weekend. And basically South by Southwest is a wild three-week festival of music and the arts. I've been here a couple times now, and the amount of amazing musicians and bands here is just incredible. Uh, the traffic is out of control. That's something I learned three years ago, I believe it was, when I tried to play two gigs here within two hours of each other. There basically are no taxi or Uber options, and the bike taxis aren't really a good option either when you have to load your gear. It's just not enough space. So I had a gig with my friend Kristen Cawthorn, a great Americana artist, around three o'clock in the afternoon at a garage near the river. And later on, I was playing a gig with my friend Keith at the Key Bar, which is about a 10 minute drive normally, but with the amount of traffic and people here for South By, it turned into like a 30 minute drive. Uh, so basically, I had planned on using Kristen's van to take all of my drum gear to Keith's gig after I finished the show with Kristen, but it didn't quite turn out that way, uh, basically, after Kristen's show finished, we went outside to see the van had been towed, which was a real issue, uh, seeing that there was no form of transportation, and we had to carry all the drums about two miles down the street in about a half an hour's time for me to make it to Keith's gig on time. So I was stressing out, remember trying to figure out, okay, what the hell am I gonna do? Uh, and right near this venue we played, this garage that we played at, there was a gas station. And I remember going to the gas station and there's this incredible looking retro red Cadillac where these two badass looking dudes are pumping gas. And I was just trying to figure out, well, maybe I could get a ride from these guys, you know, maybe I could ride this Cadillac to my gig, you know, uptown a little bit. And so time was ticking away and I was getting more and more desperate. So I decided to walk up to their car and ask them for a ride and uh, not really know what to expect. Uh, they actually were like, yeah, man, no problem. You know what? We'll take you in. And so I'm riding down 6th Street uh, here in Austin, Texas in this red Cadillac and all the standbyers are just looking at these two badass looking dudes in the front and here I am, some goofball in the back with all my drums in this red Cadillac. It was definitely probably the most uh, stylistic way I could ever show up to a gig. Uh, but moving on, I'm excited about this weekend. Playing with Keith is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I actually got the privilege to talk to some of my favorite artists while I've been here in Austin one of which is blues legend Robert Cray. He is actually releasing a new CD soon, which is why he's here promoting that. Um, and I want to let you hear part of our discussion that we had. This is our discussion on Groove. What is your thought on the definition of Groove? Well, you know, Groove already is defined, <laughs> if you ask me. Groove is a groove, you know, when you lock into a good feeling. I also had the privilege of speaking with Dario Darnell, the artist also known as Younger. He basically has a one-man band performance that he does on stage where he plays all the instruments. Uh, really incredible groove, super creative musician and fun to watch. He's out of Liverpool and actually talks a little bit about meeting Paul McCartney here as well. Check it out. 
All right, so Younger, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I haven't had lunch yet, but I'm still fantastic. Yeah, it's getting about to be that time, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Chicken Caesar salad, I think, for me today. Ooh, sounds like a good call. <laughs> sounds like a good call. So tell me about South by Southwest so far. How's, how's your experience been? Um, you know what? Everyone told me it's been going to be great. I had, I've had seven shows. my seventh show today. Um, everyone's been like, it's going to be crazy. There's eight million people. You can't move in the streets. So far, I've... Fall asleep to Chick Chick Bang Bang in my hotel room. I watched Beauty and the Beast last night. Oh, nice. Been to the gym every morning, done a few laps of the pool. It's been a pretty chill experience. That <laughs> sounds like a good week. It's been pretty chill. Yeah, actually. and the, the shows have been killer. Each and every one, like, starts off, you know, with the lanyards, crossing around like this, like, go on, impress me. Yeah. By the end, I've gotten like this, hands in the air, jumping around. So each show has felt like a little bit of a success each time, you know. It's so interesting you mentioned that, kind of at the start of the shows, how there's a certain vibe. Kind yeah, of, I mean, you know, in certain cities are different, but like you said, Sometimes it's like, you know, what do you got to show me? Like, impress me. So totally. how do you deal with that in your position and remain creative and like when you have that pressure at the beginning of the show and capture the audience? I just imagine they're all naked eating sushi. It's a good way to do it. <laughs> kind of lighten up the vibe. And then I'm all right. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you're naked eating sushi. So this is going to be a good show. <laughs> and just rock it from there. <laughs> so one of the things that is really great to me about your music is I feel like your music has such a good groove. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm I mainly play drums, so I you oh. know, I'm, I'm a groove kind of guy. Boom. You know? So who are yes. some of your influences when it comes to groove? Well, you know, my mum. Well, I, well, my dad's been in the band all his life, and I used to sit behind the stage when he was playing. And his drummer was always a left-handed drummer. Actually, it was called Tony the Tiger. I always remember, and he got me into drums because it was just it was something about I don't know being a kid and you know you see big loud instruments. Like, I want to do that. And then my mum bought me a DVD of Steve Gann. Oh, he's my favorite. Hands down. And then from that point on, the VHS got worn through. I couldn't even play it anymore because it was just a jutter. And I just remember watching him be like, he's a groovy motherfucker. Hey man, do you need a drummer for your next studio project? Maybe you need a last minute fill-in for a gig out in South Dakota at Rhonda's Barbecue. Or maybe your drummer stiffed you on Broadway because he had a family emergency? Well, hey, you're in business. Call Brian Dowd. I can play anything from country, rock, Brazilian, sambas, or even that new cool genre they call Americana. Don't forget, next time you're in a pinch, don't even hesitate. Call me, Brian Dowd, the Stimp Man, Rhythm Section 2000, the Drumming Leprechaun, to bring the groove to you. The two and four right to your door, 407-221-2314. Again, that's 407-221-2314. Bringing the groove right to your door. Can you talk about that transition from, you know, listening to guys like Steve Gadd and Chad Smith and and then developing more and more to your own style and to what you do now. Yeah. How was that transition for you? I started in bands, I've been in bands all my life, my brother, I've been doing music since I was, I think my first gig in town was when I was 13. I had to like wear a beanie and they had to sneak me in the back because I wasn't allowed in because I had to be 18. <laughs> yeah, get um, in the door. Yeah, exactly. So I was always drums, 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 drums. And then we were in a band called Picture Book and the singer, amazing singer in the Fairlands called Greta, she um, she just decided one day that she didn't want to be in the band, she didn't want to be a pop star. She had that whole Scandinavian mentality of just fitting in with the rest, which is amazing. I think that's a beautiful way to be. 
And so then uh, me and my brother were forced into the spotlight instantly because we were like, we don't want to stop the band. So I, we just became these front people. And then we went, okay, it doesn't work with a two piece, so let's get a, a nine piece. Wow. So we got a nine piece, and it turns out it's political, funk, jungle, tropical, awesome live band. And we couldn't find a singer, and my brother was like, why don't you just sing? And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, why not? <laughs> yeah. Fed up with diva singers, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'll do I'm it. just gonna do it myself, be my own diva. <laughs> um, so it was almost like I was just forced into it, and then I started caring, but, and also I, I knew I played piano and bass, and I'd always, into songwriting so it was never like drums was my only thing I also loved songwriting was it always kind of like it started kind of with all the instruments yeah it, okay. it was piano and drums so from, a, from the get-go I was writing songs on the piano and I was like not to go about drums yeah so I was working out these piano things and harmonies and chords and like it amazing drums I was like ah it's fun <laughs> and my brother was always a guitar man he played bass and guitar so that's and then recently after the 90s band I started picking up bass a bit more on guitar and then I did these video concepts and that's when this whole artist formulated by accident. And also the name Younger is actually my middle name. I just chopped cool. out the E because that's what you do when you're cool, right? That's the how to do it. The weekend did it, so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, why not, right? So it just, it was like, I, was, I never really consciously thought about it. It all just went really, really, and just one day merged into this artist and, uh, and here I am. So when it comes to working with loops and you're doing your live show and you're you yeah. know, doing a bunch of different things at the same time, yeah. how do you fall into like creating, you know, this, the music that you create? Is it kind of, you know, you start with the drums and then you might come up with a piano or like most of the songs that you write, what do you say? Um, it changes. I'm such a music man. Yeah. Lyrics and, and storytelling is, to me, my weak point. But... They're all my experiences. So I, what I, when I work with songwriters and stuff, I call it my therapy sessions. You know, I just tell them what I've been doing, and we formulate it into a song, a story, which is amazing. But I, my always my main focus is music. I'm always thinking about what chords do, what the guitar line, the bass is, the drums. I guess it never really starts with the groove. I always start with chords, always with chords, because I think the chords are the emotion. It's, Everything and then, as soon as I play a chord progression, I hear a groove. I'm like, that's that's, that's the groove. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. The groove. <laughs> what are your thoughts as far as having you know a full band kind of with you and playing with a full band as compared to you know maybe just doing it by yourself? You know, the one man band setup is lives in a different world for me. So I think it lives in like a club world or like I beat the rooftop, hanging out, and everyone's in bikinis, hanging out, having fun. Just yeah. It's more of a, like an elaborated DJ set. So that's cool and I still do them. But the band show, I've started to bring my brother on stage and another drummer and I want eventually to you know, bassist, backing dancers and giraffes on stage with me. Um, <laughs> that is more of a spectacle to me. That's more of a show. Right? It's more like you're watching this. I'm, I'm performing and showing you what I do. Right. Um, and both are good. I'm, I'm leaning towards more the entertaining side because my favorite actor, you know, James Brown, Prince, Matt Jackson. Talk about groove. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I've, I've grown up with those guys and I've always liked to see a show. I don't really like this this new world of DJ. I mean, I'm not naysaying it. I think right. everyone's got their own thing, but the whole staring at the stage watching a DJ, to me, doesn't appeal to me. It's just not your thing. It's not my thing. So. That's why, instead of me just doing a DJ set, I'm like, let me play all the instruments. I'll show you how we can loop the track and how we can build a track. 
and we're all being this together. And so I don't know, they've both got their own things, but I really, really like my band show. Man. It's, it's more yeah. respectable. So when it does come to the live show, do you often you just kind of create things on the spot, like during the show, or is it most of the stuff that you kind of know kind of where you want to go with it? Well, like, yeah, it started, the first show, we're like, okay, I'm going to fuck around here, I'm going to see what happens. And yeah. Each song turned out to be like 10 minutes long. So, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was like, yeah, the show was good, but I mean, some of the tunes went on a bit long. And each show kind of started to chip, chip down and realize what works, what works. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got 30 minutes to prove to people what, what you're going to do. So. Right. There's a bit of choreography behind it for sure, but I mean it's very it's loose. I can, I can loop whatever guitar line I want, I can loop whatever cowbell rhythm I want, but there's always a, a, a skeleton, you know, there's always a spine for me to work up towards. One of the things I'd spent maybe, I don't know, something like three or four years in, in music school where they taught you about, you know, the importance of... Me too, of, bro. Yeah. It's a Lippa in Liverpool. Oh, yeah. very cool. How did yeah. you like that? It was great. I mean, I didn't learn anything, but I met loads of amazing people. <laughs> met a lot of really cool people. I met Paul McCartney. Yeah. How, how was that? Fantastic. Yeah. I was really hungover. Went to graduate and he went, ooh, we'll do you. And I shook his hand and I was like crying tequila on my eyes. And, <laughs> and that's the picture that my mum's got in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Did he seem like a pretty cool guy? He was a cool guy, a really cool guy. We had a songwriting um, one-on-one with him. We played him our song and he kind of gave his comments on it. And he was like, yeah, it's really groovy. It's really groovy. That, that's one thing I remember from what he said. Really? Sounds like Paul. It's so groovy. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I was curious to ask too is when it comes to music and, and playing live and the importance of listening, and it's so interesting because yeah. I hear so often, you know, okay, when you're playing with a band, it's obviously important to listen to what the Absolutely. other guys are doing. But when you're kind of creating your own thing mm-hmm. on the stage, how do you kind of, you know, you're inside your head, how do you, how are you listening and how do you keep your ears open, you know, when it's just you? Good question. Good question. It's, I don't know, I always hear music as, as layers. So that to me is, I just hear, I've got the drums and you've got the chords and the bass line and I can just hear those layers and what should happen next. And I love that idea of listening on stage because I've recently been told that I need to wear in-ears and do you know, the in-ear monitoring. Mm-hmm. And I hate it because it puts you in your own world. I always like to be out and you can hear the drummer over there, you can hear the guitarist. Yeah. I don't, I, with the band I always take them out and just jam, but with the one-man thing, yeah, it's all about textures and layers. I can just hear what needs to happen, I guess. It's just my own little... I love that. It's just space. one thing adds on the other. That's how I think of it. Yeah, just do you see it? Do you usually see it, like you said, as layers, or do you see maybe like if you're gonna come up with a guitar part, maybe three parts away from now? Do you see that kind of already in your head? Like I'm gonna come up with that later. It's, or? it's usually more spontaneous than that. It's yeah. Usually, like, okay, I look at the crowd. I'm like, they just need one note. I'm just gonna play one note. For so them. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, and how would you define? What would be your definition of groove? Definition of groove. And being a James Brown guy, you know, a Prince guy, they're all about it, you know, so your definition of groove. It's how far your neck goes back, firstly, like that. Mm, that's the groove. How far <laughs> your neck goes back, and how much. To me, a groove is everything, so it's a really great question. It's how much you don't hear it, almost. You just feel it. You just, you're like, this is fucking this is fucking funky. That's groovy. That's, <laughs> that's groovy, man. <laughs> so it's almost how much it gets. It's like a virus, a groove, isn't it? You hear it once and you go, 
that's kind of fucking what they're doing. Second time, you're like, oh shit. Third, fourth time, you're like, whoa. And then 18th time, you don't even know it's happening to you. You're just in it. There's a song that I listened to recently, which is a perfect example of this. And it's called, it's James Brown. It's called, it's got the most ridiculous title. They, they don't want to give me nothing, so I've got to get, my, get it myself. <laughs> Sounds like James Brown. They don't give me nothing. All about the one. Yeah. All about the so one. Good. So one good. of the things that kind of blew me away about James Brown and his drummers yeah. were, you know, there's a shuffle feel and then the straight feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah. mastery of the middle feel. The middle feel is it's not shuffle, it's not straight, it's just fucking groovy. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Really cool. It's phenomenal. So I guess lastly, just kind of looking forward, you know, I know you have more tour coming up here in America. Yeah, man. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. What's we fly to Chicago on Monday and then we do. I'm not sure that the, the, the direction, my geography is pretty bad in America, but we do Boston, Chicago, Washington, Philadelphia, New York, Toronto, oh, and Ultra, Miami. We're doing all that, it's like all around the East Coast side. And then back to the UK, the festivals, yeah, but we'll be at um, really looking forward to the Toronto show, so maybe it's Canada. Oh, that would be great. Like, I feel like it's a nice place. Yeah. That could be cold. It will be cold, <laughs> but it will be nice. The opposite to this. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on the show today and, and really enjoyed it. And looking forward to your show tonight, too. It's going to be a Absolutely. lot of fun. Absolutely. It's great chance to you, bro. Awesome. Very cool. Fantastic. Hey, thanks a lot for checking out the show. Uh, thank you to Dario Darnell and also Robert Cray. Super cool to have your thoughts. Uh, Austin is always a lot of fun every time I come here. There's so much going on. Really great people, really great restaurants, really a lot of fun things to do. Uh, please download and rate the show if you get the chance. And I'm looking forward to seeing you back here soon next week. And catch up with you later.